Hey everybody, I'm Kate Conroy. I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is uh, the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the quarantine. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New, Jer new Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers comp, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Awesome. So with us today is our very own president and CEO, Michelle Sakurka, back for her second episode, putting her in the elusive and exclusive two episodes club. So Michelle, say hi, let the audience hear your voice. Hey everybody, how you doing? Excellent. Really good? Ish. Yeah, quarter. <laughs> it's a very relative question in these times, right? I get on the phone with someone, I'm a creature of habit, first thing I say, hey, how you doing? I'm like, of course I know how you're doing. You're like hanging in and we're all on uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. We're all kind of doing the same. <laughs> so speaking of which, today's icebreaker is, um, what do you miss most about life in the before times? The <laughs> before times. <laughs> um, Michelle? Wow, so much. I mean, you I know, know, you know, I, I miss just um, my habits of going and visiting all my, you know, all my local retailers, right? Um, the folks who I, I see once or twice a week because I pop in and say hello when I'm getting something on the way home from, from work. I miss seeing my, my teammates in real time walking the building and uh, getting to sit by somebody's cube and hear what's going on with them and their, them and their family. Um, and, and I miss not being down um, at the shore because you would think being quarantined, right? First I was like, wow, I'll be quarantined in Sea Isle. But no, I'm following the rules and I'm quarantined at my primary home, you know? Uh, so, you know, but that's what we need to do, right? We're in a different type of situation, challenging situation. We got to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Then what about you? Daycare, right? Only <laughs> <laughs> <Holy> imagined. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, you don't appreciate, you know, a quiet office until you've got a toddler screaming in your ear while you're trying to do everything. Um, I want to give a shout out to Courtney Villani of Villani Bus. We recorded an episode with her at on location in her office, which doubled as her child's playroom. And this was months before the quarantine. Courtney was way ahead of the curve. We're all catching up to her now. She's probably sitting there thinking like, I got 99 problems in this, but figuring out how I'm gonna do my work with my toddler in my ear, ain't one. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna have to make sure to tag Courtney in this episode because she would be, I think, <laughs> delighted to hear this shout out because you're totally right. The bouncy house or the it was like a yeah, little bouncy with a ball pit. Yeah, just hanging out in her office and uh, yeah, absolutely. So I gotta agree with Michelle. The thing that I miss most, I think, is the people. So I think it was last week. Then you and I were on the not the phone. We were on a Zoom. And, uh, and you, I think you were just in passing, like Michelle, you're just like, Hey, how's it going? And, uh, and I think I said something like, it's really weird to go day after day after day with no interaction with anybody else, unless technology is, invo is involved. And you looked at Tara and you said, she's lonely. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not, but really. <laughs> I think well, you know, it's, it's, it must be really hard. Cause I think this is hard for everybody in their own unique ways. Like, you know, I I can't wait for that time when I can just be by myself for 20 minutes and, you know, have time to myself. Whereas most people who are alone can't wait for 20 minutes with other people, you know. So I think it, it all just, you know, 
we're not doing this on our terms right now. <laughs> I think that's what makes it the hardest, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. Well, that was the icebreaker. Yeah. So, I mean, with everything upside down, Michelle, why don't you tell us about what NJBIA is doing for our members and through this crisis? Yeah. Wow. What have we been doing? I mean, we're going into as we're taping this kind of week four of uh, EO 107, which <laughs> set it off. And we, we went remote the week before. Um, so yeah, we're in week four or five of remote work. Uh, this what is the end doing? of our, yes, week four. Yeah. Yes. So there are we, days where this feels like maybe two or three days in, and then there are other days where I feel like this has been three years. So, yeah, you know, that's like a lifetime. It does. And so what have we been doing? We, we've been, um, boots on the ground for our members, not just our members. Let me correct that. We've been boots on the ground for all New Jersey business, no membership walls during a time like this. Uh, we have been resource extraordinaire putting out tons and tons and boatloads of information, maybe on some days even overload of information, um, but better to err on the side of too much because people are starved for information right now. There's such a void out there. People are just hungry to know what's coming next, what's coming next, how can I be helped? And I think the, the tough thing has been on the resource side that while we uh, don't have all the answers all the time because it's impossible, it's such a dynamic situation, uh, we're there for our members to, um, to listen and then to point them in the direction when we can and to hold their hand. And sometimes even just the listening, they feel better on the other side of it. But for the most part, we're, we're directing them to really good resources in time, whether it be how to file unemployment, whether it be how to um, file for a financial relief package or, or connecting them with other businesses in order to get things done. You know, we have people who are procuring products on one side that are needed right now as essential. And then we have people who need those products on the other side. And, we're able to make those connections in real time too, which is really, really critical. Um, so providing that support, and then I don't want to be remiss because at the exact same time as we fielded thousands of calls and hosted multiples of thousands of people on webinars, we're pushing policy. So we're really proud to be part of a 53-member business association coalition who has put out a 24-ish point policy document to our policymakers in order to address issues of things that we need uh, in the emergent, in the near time, and in the long term. And uh, right now we're working on policy document number two as to uh, what would recovery you know, look like. We keep saying it's so important that we do everything we can now so that when the opportunity to start to move back to our regular life, um, though it won't be the same, uh, that we can have businesses best poised, uh, best as they can be as well as the economy, as best as it can be with all the right policies in place, so that we can pick up quickly and not lag coming out of what's going to be an extremely challenging economic time. So I have a quick question for you. I know that the uh, the PPP is going to help a lot, a lot of businesses stay in business. Um, but payroll is is the biggest line item in any budget. Health is the second biggest line item. Did I see? An executive order from from Murphy this week, uh, because I kept thinking payroll that's great, but health there's all these other expenses. You know, the the cost of um, equipment leasing, the rent, just yeah. insurance, all of the other stuff. Um, so everybody's talking about PPP. Can you can you tell us a little bit about some of the other programs that are rolling out in case people haven't heard of them yet? So there's a lot of things going on. Um, so there are there are some state programs through the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, which the grant program is very small in terms of payout. It's like a thousand to five thousand dollars. But you know, I was asked by a reporter yesterday, 
you know, is that worth it? I said, absolutely. Every penny in the pocket of a small business or a nonprofit is like gold. Um, but it's not just looking at that by itself because it's the cumulative impact of all the different things going on. So the opportunity to keep money in the pockets of, of businesses and nonprofit. In other words, um, so you don't have to remit your tax at a certain time. That's money in your pocket, right? That's capital you're holding on to. Um, delays in, in rental payments, mortgage payments. You know, there was in, uh, the banks in New Jersey. Thank you, banks of New Jersey, because, you know, you stood up and you said we'll do a 90-day um, deferment on mortgage payments for people. That's money in the pocket. So when you marry direct money coming in with money you don't have to put out, that's what makes a difference. That's huge. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly these programs have, have been stood up, um, especially when you think of the cliche, you know, hi, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's why I say it's so dynamic because in, in real time they're all changing as well. And this is the thing, so first of all, our website, www.njbia.org slash coronavirus. Every resource you could need there federal, state, some industry-specific information. Um, there's just so much there, and we're, we're updating it literally hourly because the situation changes by the hour, you know? An EO gets uh, reassessed and opens up new things that can or can't happen, so you know, we're right up there uh, for, for the businesses, making sure they have a place to go. That is in real real time for them, and that's so critically, critically important. But, you know, the dynamism of how fast this is all going is overwhelming for business, and if I could, you know, say one thing to the businesses out there that I know are suffering because I hear your stories every single day, sit back and take a breath because you're going to get what you're entitled to. It's just going to take some time to get there. And I know that sounds like, but you don't understand. I don't have a penny coming in. I can't. How am I going to buy my food tomorrow? We're hearing it and we get it. But the systems that we're operating on are pretty arcane and archaic. Um, as, as the commissioner of labor likes to say, He's got 100,000 people standing at the outside of the stadium, and there's only 10,000 seats, right? So he's got to work on getting 10,000 in and out before the next 10,000 can come in and out. You know, you've got to think of it in that way. And it's the same on these programs like PPP. The banks, again, you know, the, the banks are administering all these SBA programs, and these are new programs for them. So they're having to put up whole new platforms, and the liability is extraordinary on these banks. And so people just say, oh, my God, take my application tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is, you know, this is federal tax dollars that are being used to channel to people to use. We have to ensure a little, you know, some accountability in there. And, and the banks are holding back on that. So they're in the same situation, awaiting guidance from the federal government, uh, while at the same time trying to help their clients get through a process. So it is indeed challenging times. This is going to take time and patience. And I know we're all running out of patience, but businesses just take a breath because you are going to get what you're entitled to yeah then do you have any questions i don't know i, I was trying to think you know there there's so many things that people have to do if you could give advice to a i, I know every business is different but is there one place that or or one thing that somebody could do first you know like well if somebody was panicking and they were just thinking like i don't know what i'm going to do mm -hmm. you know you yeah. said calm down, take a breath, what's next? Yeah, so so the what's next is um, you're going to feel overwhelmed because there's so much out there and you don't know where to start. It's like trying to eat the elephant in one bite, right? And that can just be like daunting and then you can't even take the first step. Turn to a trusted advisor, okay? Who could a trusted advisor be? Um, if you have a bank, right? Who, who do you deal with at the bank? Is it somebody at the branch level, right? Is it a teller? Whoever it is, reach out to that person and say, hey, bank, what are you doing to help business? How can you help me, right? 
If you have an accountant, call that accountant and say, I'm drowning here, where do I start? Okay, they'll tell you the things to do. If you don't have trusted advisors like that, that are you know professional services because you just don't use them enough to have one that you use all the time, right? That's when you come to someone like us, right? BIA is here because we're gonna hold your hand and we're gonna put you into the hands. I know, right, it's like right in the heart, but it is, it's like, you know, but that's what we do. This is what we've been doing. I'm telling you, thousands of businesses over the last couple of weeks, right? We've been putting them where they need to be. First thing is how do I get a line of income coming, right? One of two ways. One is, do I qualify for unemployment? You know, good news is the, the, the span of who is now eligible for unemployment is so broadened, not necessarily at the state level, but the federal program. So for example, independent contractors and sole proprietors, right? They never, they never qualify for unemployment at the, at the state level. They don't, they don't pay into the fund. You think about it, right? They don't pay un, unemployment insurance, so they can't collect on that, right? But what the federal government did is they stepped in in the CARES Act and said, we're gonna expand unemployment insurance to cover independent contractors and sole proprietors. But what they have to do is they have to go through the state process in order to access the federal process, right? So first thing, you know, how do I get a stream of income? And if it's not, if it's not unemployment, and hey, there's so many people out there that never contemplated in their life they'd be filing for unemployment, so they don't know the first thing about it. What do you do? You go to NJDOL, New Jersey Department of Labor's website. There's a host of FAQs up there that will walk you through the process because you've never done this before, right? And if unemployment isn't the issue because you're still maintaining a business, but your business revenue has significantly dropped because of all of this, that's when you turn to the programs, all right? So the EDA has a um, eligibility wizard. I'll give you the website in a second, but what that does is you put some criteria in and it tells you the types of finance programs that you could be eligible for, both at the state and the federal level. All right, to check out the eligibility wizard, you go to www.cv, like coronavirus, .cv .business .nj .gov. And there is a little chat box there, and they can help you there as well. Fantastic. Hmm? A lot of information, I know. <laughs> it is a lot of information, but you know, it's interesting. So we have um, pop-up staff meetings internally, which is great. It's nice to be able to to see and interact with uh, all of our colleagues. And the the reports coming out of the membership department are that memberships are still coming in. You would think like in a time of crisis, I remember when the 2008 Great Recession happened, selling memberships was really hard, but people are not balking. They're like, we need NJBIA now more than ever. So they recognize the power of, uh, of the group and, and the power of the, the advocacy. And it's so heartening, I have to say. It's just amazing. It has been really um, a humbling experience when, you know, look, you help people because that's, that's who we are by nature, right? And especially at BIA. I mean, we, we are problem solvers. You know, you every day, right? Right, guys. That's what we do every day. It's like we we look at okay, what what's challenging business today? We're out there like trying to solve the problem in real time, right? So so we're doing that. But what's humbling is on the back end um, when someone takes the time to like write you back in a crisis and say, "You really helped me. Thank you." You know, I couldn't have gotten through today if you didn't direct me to what I needed there. And and I said this. I just sent an email, all staff email out, you know, this morning, telling everybody today happens to be Good Friday while we're taping, right? And I said. Hey, you know, holiday, closing the remote office at one, have a nice holiday. But I, I reminded everybody, because they're the ones fielding the calls. We all are, present company included, right? 
But I said to them, realize, well, we don't have all the answers all the time. Sometimes it just feels good to be heard. And you all, our team is there listening and holding those hands, right? And then our team's making a difference, every one of them. So, you know, I think everybody feels really good about the role of playing right now, uh, albeit as little in all of this, you know, this huge crisis going on. We're like, you know, we're like a little, little piece over here. Um, but that little piece means a lot to the folks we're touching. It really does. Totally agree. Totally agree. It's absolutely been a humbling experience for me. Um, scram learning the technology, you know, it's been like drinking from a, I had never heard of Zoom until four weeks ago. And now I can't tell you how many Zoom calls I've hosted, not just attended. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know, some of all of this is we'll all be technology wizards, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I know it's true. Um, so yeah, definitely humbling in, in processing a huge amount of information all at once, helping all of the phone calls that have been coming in, all of the people who need a little help, and you're right, listening. It's amazing how many people need to vent or or um, just talk out a problem and and get a different perspective because we're for some of us we're we're spending a lot of time on our own right now, and so just talking out a problem and getting some perspective is is really helpful. So definitely humbling. All right, Vin, anything uh, else that you'd like to add before we wrap it on up? No. <laughs> I like the idea of talking out things, talking to people. I was on a call with one of our coworkers this morning, uh, Jody Grimwaldo, give her a shout out. And she was giving me tips for how she shops and all of this. And so like, I, I just think like, reach out to people, you know, talk, you know, even just stuff like that, you know, can really help you out in a time like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So no, no game today? <laughs> no, it just didn't feel appropriate, I guess, but we could play a quick game of Awful or Awesome. What do you think? No? <laughs> I don't have anything prepared. <laughs> I think we're good. We'll you know, be back on the show when things are right side up again. And, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, in the spirit, I said this this morning, we, we do a uh, Zoom coffee house for the staff at 8 o'clock every other uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I try to pop in when, when I can. And there was a group on this morning, and um, I was saying, you know, actually yesterday I, I – I, had to, I called Alice at like five o'clock or COO. Shout out to Alice Gens, awesome, awesome COO. And um, I said, Alice, do, do we close on Good Friday? Like I didn't even think about it. Oh my God. And she said, no, no, that's one of our floating holidays. I said, I have like no concept. And I, I realized, I said to my husband, I feel sad because I decorate for every holiday and it wasn't in it to take the bunnies out. I, I just, I didn't take, I, I didn't take my Easter stuff out, you know? Uh, so that might sound sad. The good news is I still have Valentine up and I told my husband that that's all about love. So we're just going to keep love going because I think everybody you know, needs a little love right now. <laughs> that's fantastic. I don't know if you guys have seen all the rain, the rainbows popping up on people's front windows. I guess the, the kids are doing little projects to put some like happiness and light out into the world. And it makes me happy to see all the rainbows when I'm out doing my little walk. And I just, I just want to say that, um, there's a boatload of good stories out there. You know, in the worst times, we see the best in people. I can't no tell way. you. Big, big shout out to New Jersey, man, New Jersey Manufacturing. New Jersey manufacturers across the state of New Jersey, what they have done to pivot, to pivot their facilities and their workers to deliver essential products and services. That's why at the beginning, you know, we said all manufacturing in the state of New Jersey is deemed essential. It must be. Because someone who's manufacturing something that might not seem essential today can pivot their entire system to start mass producing masks, gloves, other PPE, um, hand sanitizer, right? I mean, I got a little nervous though when I saw Tito's making hand sanitizer because I'm a Tito's girl and I'm afraid that like I won't get my martini because 
because it'll be hand sanitizer. So please, please keep the vodka coming. <laughs> yes, indeed. The liquor stores are essential too. Let's be real. <laughs> yes, they are. So, but look out for those good stories in New Jersey business today. Every day we are bringing um, the good news of what business is doing in a really challenging time. So while we're uh, in the in the peak of a, an incredibly unprecedented healthcare crisis that is just you know God bless all the folks that we have lost and God bless everybody on the front line from the from the hospitals and law enforcement all the way to the supermarkets and the nonprofits, uh, those who are working every day tirelessly in food pantries to make sure people are, are eating, the people who are delivering the school kids their lunches that they usually get at school. I mean, there's just unbelievable stuff that's going on out there, but. You know, all those people have stepped up to volunteer and do something uh, out of their ordinary to help somebody or to help the cause, you know, cheers to you. Totally agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's just perfect. So I think on that note, we'll wrap it up. I think um, as we move forward, we're going to try to continue our normal schedule. So be on the lookout for upcoming episodes with uh, special guests, uh, probably on this format, although uh, who knows, things might change. Um, big thank you to our listeners and uh, subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home auto and workers' comps. Check them out. And thank you so much to Michelle Sakurka, the CEO and president of NJBIA, for being here with us today. We really appreciate the perspective and the uh, the good words. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Stay so safe and healthy, everyone. Bye-bye.